Hey everybody, welcome back to Amber and Victor's Chinese Buffet. 大家好，我是 Victor. I'm Amber, and today our segment is General Tso's China, where we feature momentous bit of Chinese culture, tradition, or history, and we go deeper and talk about its impact on society today. Because today is a very momentous day, very important day in Chinese culture. It is. It's the all important Mid Autumn Festival, also known in Chinese as Zhongqiujie. Right, so let's start the show by wishing everyone a happy Zhongqiujie today. What do you say, Merry Zhongqiujie or Happy Zhongqiujie? <laughs> How do you say it in Chinese? Or Zhongqiujie 快乐 Ah, happy. So, what is a happy Zhongqiujie made up of, Victor? What kinds of things are in store for us today? Let's just backtrack a little bit to give a little background about this holiday. Yeah, exactly. What is is it is important. Right, Zhongqiujie、well. is one of the four most important traditional holidays in China, and.、Um, It is according to the lunar calendar. It falls on the fifteenth of every eighth month. So, does this term Zhongqiujie? What does it mean literally in Chinese? It literally means Mid Autumn Festival because the eighth month in the lunar calendar is usually considered the fall. Okay, because in the Chinese calendar, right? It's not usually the Western calendar, so it usually falls later. Like this time is on the third of、uh, October, so、uh, it's right in the middle. Of the eighth month, which is supposed to be fall, the fall month. Okay, and what we want everyone to do at this moment is, no matter where you are on the earth right now, look up in the sky and look at the moon.、Yeah. Or wait、nighttime. until night, right? <laughs> But you will notice something is that the moon is at its roundest today,、right. and that's significant because this festival is also sometimes known as the Moon Festival or the Mooncake Festival. Right, and that has a great significance in Chinese culture because. The word for the round shape is yuan. Yeah. Right, and it also the the word yuan is also in the word tuan yuan. So as a whole or family is getting together,、um, that has great meanings in that sense. And because of that, you know, like I said, yuan means round and also means tuan yuan. When people get together, it in a way is kind of like the Western、uh, Thanksgiving. It's like the Chinese equivalent of Thanksgiving, right? Where families except, get together. Except, except you don't carve a turkey; you carve a big mooncake <laughs> up. <laughs> Which brings us to our next topic: what you eat on this holiday. Exactly. Now, if any of you have ever been in China or around Chinese people for a mid-autumn festival, you will notice there's a lot of this certain type of cake. I mean, the first time I saw it, I didn't know it was edible. I thought it was made of plastic. <laughs> it's But, kind of carved on the outside. Yeah, a lot, it's, right? it's kind of shiny. It's called a mooncake. Right. And this is the traditional food of this holiday, right? It's called yuebing. It literally means a mooncake or moon pie, but you know we translate it as mooncake. Yeah, and one thing I did notice about celebrating a mid-autumn festival in China is that the mooncakes get gifted and re-gifted, and everyone's <laughs> given. You're like, which one? Who did this come from? It's like someone's boss gave them this one. They gave it to their friend. I'm sure if you could、right. like put a tracer on the mooncakes, they've、yeah. probably been passed around like many times. You know, one thing I noticed in China about the mid-autumn festival is it's so traditional, and it's you know, although it's kind of like Thanksgiving, it's not as serious or as important where people actually go home. It just you know is more symbolic because the moon is the roundest at its time of the year, so you're supposed to go home. But not many people do actually. You know, it's not as、uh, serious as Chinese New Year where everybody goes home. Okay, so this brings us to the history, of course, of this festival because we know every Chinese festival has some deep poetic story behind it, usually involving. Things in the sky、Some、and people floating、figures. and like looking for elixirs of life and such. So this one's no different, actually. It's about some tyrannical ruler named Hou Yi, 
And he basically got the um, key to immortality, some elixir, by shooting nine suns out of the sky. So thankfully <laughs> he did that because now there's only one sun. You know, <laughs> nine suns would have been a bit much. But they said that what happened was his wife, Ho-E's wife, she thought that people's lives would be totally miserable forever if this guy, Ho-E, lived forever. I guess he must have been a bad dude. <laughs> so she drank the potion instead, and then she floated up to the moon. And so people, Chinese people, think of the moon as the home of Chang'e. Right. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. yeah that's so, his wife. Well, uh, thankfully, she sacrificed herself by killing her husband. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are actually different versions about this story. But, you know, the general characters are the same. So... By legend, you know, people believe that there is like this lady figure up in the moon yeah. by herself. Right? Kind of romantic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, traditionally, like we said before, it's not really celebrated as seriously as other holidays. It's more symbolic. That's why there's the regifting and gifting of, you know, the mooncakes and stuff. Um, but traditionally, people would sit outside at night, enjoy the cool uh, autumn weather and, uh, you know, drink wine, eat mooncakes and look at the moon. Yeah, and there's some other traditions that are associated with this. Like there's a lot of people who carry lanterns, light lanterns. It's quite beautiful. And um, the tradition I particularly like is the one of putting pomelo rinds on one's head. Victor, have you ever done that? (laughs) Because I've never seen a pomelo big enough to cover your head. (laughs) The ones I've seen have been slightly small. But you can actually slice them open and they make a cute little helmet. Okay. (laughs) I love pomelos, so I know these things. No, but people would do it because it's kind of the time, the harvest time for pomelos around this time as well. So you've seen people doing that? Yeah, yeah. So. The thing is, I guess you have to find some use for these wonderful pomelo rinds. They're very thick and they're very head-shaped and it just came naturally, I guess. (laughs) So some people do that. Um, Some people also will do things like burn incense to deities, including this Chang'e lady. Right, or their ancestors and things like that. Yeah, and then there's also sometimes you'll see dragon dances. Of course, every holiday we know in China is an excuse for fireworks, so you probably see some of that as well. But overall, though, I think it's a pretty chill holiday. Yeah. You know, it's mostly you just enjoy the weather because it's kind of cool now. And those mooncakes are so heavy on the stomach. I don't think there's like much you can do. How You're did like, you like the mooncakes? <laughs> food hangover. How did you like the mooncakes? <laughs> well, let's talk more about the mooncakes because there's different varieties. You know, the first very mooncakes I ever had are very traditional flavors. The traditional type will be basically a flaky pastry, kind right. of dense. And inside, they'll have different fillings, like a lot of very traditional Chinese flavors, one being red bean, which I actually really like, Um, maybe green bean, lotus seed paste, taro. If any of you are listening and not had any of these, it's because every flavor of dessert in China is nothing you would imagine. (laughs) Everything that we would never put in dessert is what Chinese people put in dessert. Salty egg yolk. Yeah, the egg yolk, right? (laughs) Sometimes, like I've shown it to my Western friends, they all get grossed out, but I actually like it. You get used to it. It's not so bad. It's, it's not really salty, though. I mean, it's you know, it has a taste to it, but it's it's not really salty. Anything. Yeah, but some of them are small. Some of them can reach one foot in diameter. I picture those Whoa. being the ones that they carve like a turkey for, for the Chinese yeah. Thanksgiving. They're huge. So traditionally, I think the cake is only supposed to be two or three inches in diameter. Uh, so it's not really, really big. But, you know, of course, right now, people have really just developed all sorts of different features or different versions of this cake. Sometimes it's really small, sometimes really big, and sometimes, you know, they, they have developed different, uh, you know, different versions of this cake. Yeah, and traditional mooncakes will always have an imprint on the top, which is usually a Chinese character for longevity or harmony, some kind of a wish, a lucky wish. Or sometimes it's the bakery. They also put their imprint of their bakery name on top. 
But nowadays, because, you know, traditionally a lot of people don't have, even a lot of my Chinese friends don't really like mooncakes. They don't find them like overly, you know, like pleasing to the palate. But of course, Chinese people being so entrepreneurial, you know, if they've taken on like other flares, the mooncakes, you know, like, for example, the uh, last year in Shanghai, Mooncake Festival came around and the boss gave, rather than, usually the bosses will give their employees a box of mooncake. Yeah. But rather than that, they got gift certificates for Haagen-Dazs. <laughs> They have ice cream mooncakes. Ice cream mooncakes. I was oh, really God. mad because all the Chinese people got the gift certificate <laughs> and the Western employees didn't. I was like, what's up with that? Oh. <laughs> so I never got to try it. Oh, that's I mean, too anything bad. for Hagen does. I don't care what shape Hagen or form. Ice cream. How does that even work? I mean, you have I think to, they fill it with ice you cream. Have to freeze it. Anyways, and now you can also see there's like new flavors. For example, coffee, oh. mooncake, chocolate, nuts, even um, fruits. And of course, the ice cream. Wow. So, yes, the mooncake has soared to great new levels, Victor, in the past right. few years since you left China. Yeah, I'm sure. But <laughs> it's true. I think it's evolved. Right. And it's true. It's usually not something you eat a lot. You know, it's only a piece or two and, you know, it's kind of sweet and that's fine because yeah, it's you pretty probably dense. Wouldn't, like, yeah, you probably wouldn't like go on a binge of mooncakes. <laughs> you, you, you feel pretty sick. probably get sick, yeah. <laughs> okay, so last, Victor, how did your family celebrate Moon Festival? Like everybody else, you know, getting together, eat mooncakes. It's more about the sense of getting together. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So we hope if you're in China, you're going to be gifted many mooncakes. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you will. You'll probably get more than you will eat. Yeah. But it's nice. And you can always re-gift them, remember? And then everyone <laughs> think you're very festive and in, in the spirit. All right. And if you live in the West, of course, go to your Chinatowns. It'll be happening there too. A lot of them. So um, please come to the site and share your Zhongqiujie experiences, how you enjoyed it, what happened with you, if you put a pomelo rind on your head, or how did you <laughs> celebrate the holiday? We're getting sick from mooncakes. <laughs> And have a nice, happy uh, mid-autumn festival. Yes, Zhongqiujie,快乐. So that's it for the Chinese Buffet today. And if you want to learn more Chinese or about Chinese culture, make sure to come visit us at ChineseClass101.com. We have lots of lessons there that can give you a lot of insights about China and also teach you to speak Chinese. 再见! 再见! <laughs> <laughs>